Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast. We are very excited about today's call, but before we begin the interview, we have Jesse Ledoux, our queen of coaching with our product of the week. Jesse, tell us about the product you discovered. Every pageant girl needs autograph cards. So we've kind of created the ultimate solution. It's the customized pageant autograph pad. So it's five and a half by six inches. So it can fit in your crown box. It can fit in your purse. And it has 40 pages that you can tear off at appearances and give your autograph away to all of your adoring fans, your sponsors. Um, But it can be perfectly customized with your headshot, your title, and your system's logo. Wow. Now, where would they use this autograph pad? Autograph pad. Like I said, you can take it anywhere because of its size. So if you have a, say, teeth whitening sponsor and you go to your session and you can just take out your autograph pad, write a quick thank you and give it to them and they can hang it on the wall. And that way they can use your face and use your experience and your title for their marketing, which is really the key to finding sponsors in the first place is offering to promote their system, their their company, their brand. Um, so you can use it for that. You can use it if you have an appearance at a sporting event or a parade and just have them with you at all times. And you never know who you're going to meet and you never know who you're going to make a lasting impression on. And that autograph card can mean the world to some people. Yeah. I've seen girls use these, like even when they're out to eat and they give a a signed autograph card to their server. And then that, depending on the restaurant, will actually end up on the wall for years to come. Like, oh my gosh, miss so-and-so ate here. So they use it as a marketing strategy. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I can remember being at, um, being at like you, exactly like you said, like a restaurant and someone found out that I was Miss International 2013. I said, Oh my gosh, I had no idea. I'm so honored to be serving you. So I did have a, a, a headshot in my, in my bag that I was able to give them. So it's perfect to have it on hand. Okay. Do you have the dimensions for this and, and how many customized pages that they get? So like I said, it's five and a half by six, so it can fit in just about any crown box, any purse, and it has 40 pages. So um, you can get a whole bunch of them all at once. Again, you're only paying for that, you're not even paying for that customized fee, realistically, you're just paying for the autograph card pad, which is an extra bonus, and it's only $21.99 for those 40 pages, and including the customization. So it really goes a long way. Wow. And is there shipping on top of that, And, and where can they go to find this? They can find it at shop.thepageantplanet.com. And again, it's called the Customized Pageant Autograph Pad. Um, And there's always free shipping. So stock up. Weight does not matter. Get a million of these because you will use them throughout your year. It's definitely something you'll want to have, not just for your fans and people you meet, but for yourself as well. Yeah, it'd be super cool. I'd like to give them to your kids way down the road. Uh, Put them in their Christmas stockings. Perfect. Every year. (laughs) Now, I mean, I think... The the example shows our logo, but our logo doesn't have to stay on there, right? No, it can be completely customized either. If you've created your own logo for your platform or you want to use your systems logo with the permission of your director, it can absolutely be substitute, substituted. That's great. Thank you so much, Jesse. That's a wonderful find. It is. Thank you so much. Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast, where we help you succeed in pageantry. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast. We are switching things up this week. I am Jessie Ledoux, the Pageant Planet's queen of coaching. And Stephen Roddy is the founder of the Pageant Planet. And he has a host of experience, not in pageantry, but 
in other fields that kind of showcase how important your mindset is and your ability to brand yourself and how that ties into pageantry and creates pageant winners. So we thought we would turn the tables and instead of Stephen doing the interview today, I will be getting the down and dirty on Stephen Roddy and how marketing, branding, and a mindset can make you a pageant winner. Hey, Stephen. Hey, Jesse. Thank you for interviewing me and welcome everybody to the podcast. So, Stephen, a little bit about your background, and I will kind of let you lead the way. But for those listening, um, Stephen Roddy, um, kind of strange to refer to you as the full name, Stephen Roddy. (laughs) Um, But at 23, you were the youngest owner of a professional football team. Pretty cool. And from there, you formed a consulting firm specializing in making brands famous. And some notable brands you've worked with are Desert Wind Films, Success Magazine, Tony Bowles, Monsheri Bridles, David Dutera, and various other clients from Canada to Hawaii. Whew. Um, anything you'd like to add on that before I dive into how the pageant planet got started? No, I'm just feeling pretty proud about myself. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll just keep <laughs> listing all the nice things, Stephen. Just, just soak it all in. This is great. It's great. Yeah, stop. Just kidding. Um, so thepageantplanet.com, for those of you listening, um, you're pretty aware of what we do, but we, um, we coach more than 250,000 girls monthly for how to successfully compete in pageantry. Uh, and that was Steven's entire brainchild. So someone from totally outside the pageant industry, um, Steven, you really saw how this could benefit a large group of women. Yeah, completely. I, what made me fall, fall in love with the industry is I saw the personal development component. Um, I actually dated a girl who competed and she went on to win Miss Georgia and get first runner up to Miss America. And at that time, there was nothing, there was no online resources to help the average girl succeed. So I thought I would create this and um, help create this platform because, again, I saw the girl that I dated really transform in front of my eyes from how she looked to her confidence, her networking skills. I saw the opportunities that opened up to her and I thought, oh my gosh. More girls need exposure to this. So what would you say, if we're starting from the top here, what does it mean to have a winning mindset? Well, I mean, a winning mindset is quite simply the belief that you can win it. And it seems like such a small thing. Um, you know, People say, fake it till you make it. You, know, you got to believe it before you can achieve it and all those fun little buzzwords. But truly, a lot of girls, they spend so much time focusing on the aesthetics how their makeup looks, how their hair looks, evening gown, who, what designer they're wearing. None of that matters if you don't actually believe that you can win. So a winner's mindset is first believing that you, Jesse, you, the girl who's listening, has like this inner belief that you deserve the crown that you're going after. That's so totally true. I mean, with the Pageant Planet coaching, we always talk about who you are on the inside before we even talk about your wardrobe because it has to be consistent. So I completely resonate with what you're saying there. And how would you say, what's the biggest difference between a winner's mindset and uh, for lack of a better word, a loser's mindset, someone who doesn't walk away with the crown? Yeah. If I was to sum it all up into one, it would be confidence. But if you ask any person on the street, are you confident? Everybody's going to say, yeah. Nobody's actually going to admit that, no, I'm really insecure and I'm scared that I'm actually going to fail or that somebody's going to find me out, that I'm uh, appearing like I don't know what I'm talking about or something of that nature. So some symptoms of a girl with confidence is that she thinks in terms of abundance. So during pageant week, 
she's not looking at the competition there. She's not thinking, oh man, I messed up my little walk on the stage, therefore I can't win the crown. She's like, no, she's just pretty much showing up to collect her crown. She's having a good time and it's very relaxed in the competition, um, throughout the competition. You know, they are also a winner's mindset, someone who's confident. They compete against themselves only. Again, they're not necessarily um, online scouting out all the other headshots of all the pageant girls that they're going to compete against and saying, oh my gosh, I think I need to worry about her. Or when they're seeing girls walk around stage in their swimsuit, they're like, oh my gosh, she looks so much better. Her butt looks better than mine. You know, not analyzing her self-value, her self-worth off the competition. Um, and lastly, the other thing is they're not hung up on what other people think about themselves or about them. So they're not worried. They don't walk into the interview room nervous and scared that the judges won't like them. It's more like, yeah, of course they're going to like me. Why would they dislike me? So that's kind of the winners. Um, the loser's mindset, it's pretty much the polar opposite. It's about 180. And initially when everybody arrives um, during pageant week, it, it's not a clear dividing line. But as the week goes on and the stress like happens, you'll see that lines start to happen more and more. Like girls will start to talk about other girls and that's more the loser mentality. That's somebody that doesn't have that winner's mindset because their hope is by pointing out to their mom, their sister, or other girl, like, oh, do you see how snooty Becky is? Oh. <laughs> Does she have good hair, though? Does Becky have good hair, though? <laughs> yeah, of course Becky has good hair. That's why the girl's ultimately talking about Becky, because it's not that Becky has a snooty attitude. More than likely, that girl feels threatened by Becky, which points to somebody that doesn't have the winner's mindset. And they also stress about like the absolute little things. And, and I don't mean like being uh, meticulous because being meticulous is actually a good thing. They stress about it. Like, oh my gosh, I, I messed up that one word in interview and, um, and now I don't think I'm going to win the crown. And, and I'll kind of tie a bow on all this to say that you might pick out some of these things like you might say oh my gosh i stressed about that in an interview but i still won the crown so any one of these things are kind of natural but it's the entire package so if you find yourself doing five or six of the different characteristics um, that i just said that maybe losers do or that sounds pretty harsh <laughs> girls that don't walk away with the crown do um, then you might want to course correct that and really just focus on building up your inner confidence because chances are your confidence isn't as high as it should be and with all of those pieces that you mentioned, not sweating the small stuff and having that confidence where the judges will, will have to like me because I'm me, um, and I mean that in the best way possible, of course. So how does the sum of all of those parts, how does that truly help you win the crown? You are, you attract what you are. Um, and it sounds, for fear of sounding over the top, new age or anything like that, I mean, there's actually scientific studies that, I mean, take all the other contestants out of it, take everything away, but there's scientific studies that, that everything on this planet is made up of energy. So like the desk that I'm looking at right now, it's, it's a solid, it's made up of matter. Matter is made up of molecules, molecules are made up of atoms, and all atoms are just energy. In a similar study, again, like in a scientific panel, they did um, a study of the thoughts that you think produce wavelengths, it produces energy. And so what they concluded was that the thoughts that you think will generate the energy which will manifest the atoms, the molecules, and the matter into your life. So short story long, it's like the law of attraction. And though, um, you know, 
anything, if you're dogmatic and if you're extremist about it, can be in a bad way. Um, more just taking it down, you are going to attract to yourself the opportunities for you to win. Um, you've you've heard, and, and I'm sure that we've seen it, we've seen it a lot in celebrities, how they sabotage their own success. And a lot of the times that happens because of the mindset we're walking around with. It can help you uh, win the crown. And I will say that nothing happens until you do believe that you can win the crown. And you said it earlier, not everyone's perfect. You may have a few of those qualities where a mistake kind of creeps into your mind and you kind of dwell on it. But if that happens during pageant week and you make a misstep or something doesn't go as planned, how can competitors address these mistakes so that they do not encroach that confidence and that competitive mindset? Oh, great question. You know, in, in all of our lives, like right now, um, it's a it's a very stressful time for me. I mean, I'm experiencing a lot of um, growing pains, like inside the pageant planet. I'm getting married in two days. Uh, like, yeah. Uh, and then I'm going to basically be off work for the next three weeks. You know, so I mean, the during the honeymoon and all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of internal dialogue that isn't naturally Stephen. And I find that my, um, like the, the stress is causing to bring out some, some areas of my character that I'm even like, gosh, that needs, that needs addressed. But what I do is when things get too, um, out of order, what I do is I go back to my baseline. And so we, this is going to vary for each person, but I can just tell you what I do. So when I find that my life is too stressful or and I feel like my thoughts, like I just cannot control them, for me, I do a few things. One, I journal and I specifically write down all the different fears that I'm experiencing right at that moment. And it was something about me getting them on paper, like when I see them, it takes the energy out of it. It's just like, okay, this isn't really a big deal. I'm just making it a big deal. The, and I can also see a quantifiable list. Like, okay, really? My life is falling apart because of five things? It's like, <laughs> it's, I, next week, those five things will not even be here. So I put it down on paper. Secondly, what I do is I, I read a book. So I always read at minimum 15 minutes a day, every day of a personal development book, be that the Bible, be that um, uh, how to think, how to treat people, how to build a better business, whatever. Um, 15 minutes a day, I go back to that. When my mindset is really crazy, I just take that and then I will go and I'll read that book. Uh, another option is um, meditation. So I have an app. It's called Headspace. It's really great. Um, highly recommend it. And I let them walk me through. It's like a 10-minute meditation. And all it does is it helps you focus on your breathing and you start to get control of your emotions because that's all that it is. Your emotions are just out of whack. So for you during pageant week, try to find a way to sneak away from the crowd, um, sneak away to the hotel room, sneak away to the park, whatever, first available opportunity, and do one of those three things. And the reason why I mentioned those three things is it all depends on, one, your personality, and two, like what you're feeling. So journaling, if you cannot formulate a thought, it's probably not best for you to meditate or to, to read because your thoughts are all over the place. You first need to calm your thoughts down. If you're feeling a lot of anxiety in your heart, 
um, but you know, you're thinking clearly, then maybe meditation or reading will work better for you there. So you kind of have to know your tools. And as Socrates said, know thyself. And the more you know yourself, the more that you can control what it is that you're feeling and the more that you can produce the results that you want. And it's not a one, one fix for everyone, right? It's about finding what works for them. And as a pageant contestant myself, a happily retired pageant contestant, for me it was, I found an anthem, a song that was uplifting and positive and motivating. And I would put my headphones in because there are days where you, you truly can't escape between rehearsal to hair and makeup. So whether it is journaling or whether it is meditation um, or finding your anthem, just something that helps you escape and get into that mindset can make or break. So, uh, would you say it's important to try a few different things, um, to see what works for you? Oh, completely. And I mean, and also understand that I'm saying this as a 34 year old adult who has been through a really challenging life. And so if you're 16 and you're listening to this, you know, you're having to find your own way. I mean, it could be that you go for uh, an intense jog or a, an intense workout, or maybe you just call up your best friend and kind of vent to them. So you have to find your way, but that's part of like the, the maturation process. Um, it's just learning and learning who you are and learning what works for you. But I mean, as Jesse said, she has her method. I have mine and it's, there's no clear cookie cut thing to success. There's merely just guidelines and principles to follow. So one of the common questions we receive on the Pageant Planet coaching is, how can I relax my mind and de-stress prior to going out on stage? Because, of course, when you're waiting in the wings, that's when your anxiety is highest, where all of the preparation boils down to that moment, whether it's walking into interview or walking on stage. So what tips would you give as far as having that winner's mindset to calm your nerves before the moment of truth? Mm. Well, a few different things. One, it happens in practice. So let's say that you are a, a VIP member and that you are getting ready to log on with Jesse or one of our other queens for the mock interview. Um, getting in the mindset when you're practicing and just taking a few moments to say, this is how I'm going to feel before I even walk into the interview room, getting into that mindset and actually wearing what you're going to wear before you walk into interview, having your hair and makeup done and all that, that's going to really put you in that mode. And then when you start to feel the jitters and then you take your practice interview, that's how you know you had a really good solid practice session. Um, because what happens is a lot of girls will do your mock interview, but you're not really dressed for it. You're not really in the mindset. You haven't taken the time to really put yourself in that situation. Then you just jump on, you do your mock interview and okay, yeah, nailed it. No big deal. And you do it again and again and again. You're like, okay, no big deal. Then when the day of the pageant comes, you're dolled up, you have your hair, you have your makeup done, you have the outfit, and then it's like your body starts to say, oh gosh, this is the real deal. Everything else was practiced, but this is the real thing. Whereas if you practice like you compete, your body is like, oh, no big deal. I've done this a thousand times. I mean, you know, I've dressed up, had my hair, had my makeup done. You know, this is just another practice session. And you go into it a lot more calm and a lot more relaxed. Now, let's say that you're behind the the curtain, behind the veil, and you're getting ready to go out for onstage question, which can be, which can freak you out. I mean, it would freak me out. Um, so you have a lot of anxiety going around like in your throat and a lot of those nervous jitters. And all that that is, is kind of the fight or flight scenario. So your body is, is convinced, your mind is convinced that you're going into 
a life or death situation. So just like what our ancestors did however long ago, um, your body is predisposed to say, if you're getting ready to die, we are going to do one of two things. We're either going to have to fight our way out of this or we're going to have to run away from whoever or whatever is chasing us. So what happens is all the blood flows from your brain and into your extremities. Well, when someone asks you a question and you don't have a very um, oxygenated brain because of all of your blood is from your brain, you just start to say answers that don't make you look as intelligent. You are intelligent, but just your blood isn't where it needs to be. So what I like to try to do when I'm really nervous, especially if I'm going into a speaking engagement and all the anxiety is right up there in my throat and you have that quiver, I get the energy out. So I will do, um, if I'm back behind stage and I'm feeling really anxious, I'll do a lot of push-ups. I'll run in place or I'll just like like squeeze my fists. <laughs> I'm squeezing my fists like you can see me <laughs> and I'm making the note. But like I flex my muscles. I do those things to get it out and to get my blood, my, my heart pumping. So it just gets it through, through everything else. So it's not just resting in my extremities. Um, and, and another thing that I did before I, I, I did some modeling, just not a whole lot, but I, I did some. And for whatever reason, I was pretty nervous before I was doing this uh, runway thing. So I just, I meditated right there and everybody was getting changes. And I just sat, crossed my legs, kind of, you know, found my inner Zen, so to speak. And funny story, I woke up, like I wasn't sleeping, but I opened my eyes. No one was around. <laughs> no one was around. So I ran, I, I, well, I didn't run, but I briskly walked to the elevator, hit down and I went down there and they were all walking on stage. So, so I walked to the door and right when I got to the door, like it was my turn. It was my time to go. So, I mean, it was perfect timing. If I was like a minute later, I would have never been on stage and they would have been like, where's Steven? So maybe not meditate, but maybe, maybe practice on your, on your breathing. Because when you can control your breathing, that starts to control everything else. You know, it's funny you say that I'm picturing my own journey with pageantry and when I, I mean, this is a prime example of loser's mindset to winner's mindset. And my first few years competing, I would listen to the questions that girls are being asked before me. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know the answer. And I would panic. And of course, did I win that those crowns? No, I didn't. So then my next step was I would dance backstage. Like you said, like get the energy out. Even if there was like that awkward blinky music in the background, I would still dance. And that was helpful. Did I win that crown? No, I didn't. Then the last, the final time when I won Miss International 2013, I was backstage and I was breathing calmly. I would listen to the contestants' answers and I, would, I wouldn't even listen to their answer. I would give my own backstage. And it's that, okay, open your mouth, trust in your preparation, have that winner's mindset and that confidence that you can handle whatever comes your way. And it's funny. I mean, I look at how nervous I was and how affected and then how that confidence, that peace of mind, that deep breathing. And it's, it's completely true to see the evolution from start to finish. Love it. All right. So from there, so if you have this winner's mindset and you have prepared to the best of your ability and you don't make top five or you don't walk away with the crown, I mean, that can be a pretty crushing experience when you've put your all into it, but that's the nature of this beast is it's subjective. So what would you say to contestants who, despite having the proper mindset and the preparation, who don't come out on top, 
what do they need to remember um, as they persevere forward? God's in control, and ultimately, He wants you to achieve your goals and your dreams. Um, when I was when I was 23, and I bought the um, football team, it through a series of like really unfortunate events. Actually, somebody stole the team from me. So I was 23. Well, at this time, I was like 24 and a half, and I had to file bankruptcy, and I lost everything. I mean, I went out of town on vacation, came back. Somebody else had basically stole the through contracts and levying or lobbying, whatever, stole the team from me. So um, it was it was a wake up to the real world. But ultimately, my in my destiny, I feel like I was meant for this industry. I didn't know it at the time, and I didn't even know that that industry existed. But when I had the football team, is when I met the pageant girl who after the football team, she um, watching her compete and having nothing else going on in my life because I was rebuilding, I was able to build something greater. And additionally, like the girl that I'm going to marry in two days, she was Miss Massachusetts when I met her um, and I was an MC at her pageant. Well, she was competing for Miss Massachusetts USA. She won first, second runner-up. for uh, Her first time competing, she got second runner-up. Her second... Oh, wait, gosh. Her first time competing, she got second runner-up. Her second time competing... You better tighten this up. You're marrying this girl. I know. <laughs> her second time competing, she got first runner-up, and then she aged out. And then uh, Miss Mass- Then she ended up competing for Miss Massachusetts United States, won, and then that's how we met. And we wouldn't have met had she not been at that you know, particular pageant. So she contributes it to... you know Her ultimate goal was not to be... Um, Miss USA. I mean, that's why she started competing. But really what she wanted more than anything was to be married to her soulmate. And so I feel like God put that desire for her to compete in Miss USA so that she could compete, get the bug, get frustrated because she's super determined. And she's like, whatever, I'm going to win Miss Massachusetts in some system. So then she goes to Miss um, Massachusetts United States and ends up meeting me I find my soulmate, she finds her, hers, and that's the purpose of pageantry. Like, pageantry at the end of the day, it comes with an expiration date. You can only compete so long before you age out or you win out. And really, it's an excellent, I mean, there is not a better launching pad than the industry of pageantry, but it is a horrible lifetime career. Like, if you're a pageant girl for 30, 40 years, it wouldn't work. <laughs> so pageantry is made to launch you. So th- through that, um, you know, even the 10 the year stretch where you compete and you're, you're struggling and you're training and then you win, you want to leverage that crown opportunity to get you a better job, to help you network into your future, et cetera. So if you didn't necessarily win the crown, I always hang on to this uh, Bible verse that God causes all things to work for the good to those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. So if you believe that God is ultimately in control, and that's the belief in the context that I'm coming from, I believe that regardless of what happens to me in my life, whether it's good or it's bad, that God, if I trust him with it, he will ultimately turn it out for my good. And what I'm hearing from you saying that, Stephen, is that the winner's mindset is not just applicable to pageantry. It's applicable to every aspect of your life. 
Completely. Because like how you do some things is how you do everything. So we in the pageant planet, we if somebody's going to come on as an intern or an employee, we have like lots of checks and balances. And the reason that we do what we do is because I know that if somebody shows up, you know, five minutes late for a conference call, there is also a high probability that they're going to um, turn in an article late. It's just the nature of the beast. And so your life is not contained in a box. One area that you approve in your life has a really dramatic and um, positive ripple effect on all the other areas of your life. So I think that brings us to a really nice place as far as having concept of the bigger picture, right? So with that said, Stephen, what else do you think it's important for pageant contestants and, I mean, even others just looking for that next step and having that vision in their life? It's realizing it's a journey um, in that anybody who's ever been good at anything has done it for a certain level of time before they've reached a level of success. There's a great book, and it was written by a man by the name of Malcolm Gladwell, and the book is called The Outliers. And basically, he interviewed, I think it was a 1,000 different business owners, people who were financially successful. And he said, what's kind of the magical price that they had to pay before they could become a success? And what he noticed is that each one of them invested roughly 10,000 hours in their current occupation before they started to experience success. Uh, success meaning financially. So if you look at that, um, if you do like a, an average work year, you work about 2,000 hours a year. If you're working 40 hours a week for 50 weeks out of the year. So that's roughly five years that you need to invest in something before you receive that return. Now, pageantry, I haven't necessarily viewed this as as the 10,000 hour rule, but there is certain price to pay in pageantry before you learn the tricks. Now, that learning curve can be crushed if you're working with a pageant coach, for example, because they can give you the tips and tricks that you don't necessarily have to learn on their own. But if you're going at it alone and you're just competing for the experience, you're going to have to compete in several different pageants and probably over the course of several different years before you start to win the the or before you'll be at the level of confidence and before you have the level of skill that you need to win your dream title. Now, certainly there's exceptions to those rules, but when you really investigate what the exception or who the exceptions to those rules are, you'll see that their life um, paralleled or previous experience paralleled the skill sets needed in pageantry so that they could just come in, win quicker, and continue to win big. So trust the process and realize that Anything worth doing is worth doing poorly until you can master it. So when I started the pageant planet, gosh, it's been seven years ago now, um, it was bad. I mean, <laughs> I was a straight guy and I didn't know anything about pageantry and I definitely didn't know anything about internet. Well, no, I knew some about internet marketing, but definitely not web design. And leading an internet-based company was, was a challenge. So I had to learn a lot of skill set. But um, for us, it was around the five-year mark that things really started to take off. So for you, it's you know just, again, broken record, party of one. But <laughs> trust the process. And when you can, and budget permitting, I mean, hire a coach. They will help you crush the learning curve and get to your dreams faster. I mean, coming from a young woman who spent 
12 years within the learning curve before kind of maxing out at my top title, I never had a coach. So can you just imagine if we would have had condensed that? So, I mean, that's a perfect example. Um, so there you have it, pageant aficionados, queens, past, present, future. The summary of today's um, podcast would be, and Stephen, feel free to add, would be to trust the process, have confidence, and believe in yourself. It's perfect. Excellent. All right, Stephen. Well, thank you for um, bestowing that wisdom upon us. It's truly something that as a pageant contestant, you can use every single day in your preparation, but even beyond in your day-to-day life. Thank you so much for interviewing me, Jesse. Oh, my pleasure. We'll talk to you soon. Want to ask your questions to the title holders and professionals we interview? Become a VIP girl today and get unlimited coaching from the pageant planet. Plus, ask as many questions as you'd like for only $47.